What's up, folks? Welcome to another edition of Matt Sports House. I'm your host, Matthew Anderson. Join alongside my partner in crime, Thomas Hemingway. Hey, Thomas, that's a new intro today. I thought about that on the spot. How you doing, Thomas? I'm good, man. I'm good. feel like it's been a minute. I'm glad to be back on, though, man. I got I got a lot on my mind. I got to see my feet. Yes, hey, y'all. We got to give Thomas his time. This is. I think this is going to be a really great episode, just for disclosure. There's a lot of topics to get into today. I think me and Thomas are both very excited about this episode. I hit Thomas. Like, Thomas, you trying to do this one? He's like, you know it, Matt. Like, All right, let's roll. We got a little time today. Everybody's well-rested. Uh, so it should be fun. Uh, without further ado, welcome to my sports house. Open up the champagne. Pop. It's my house. Come on. Turn it up. Uh. Hear a knock on the door and the night begins. Because we've done this before, so you come on in. Something cold, baby, cheers to this Sometimes you gotta stay Alright, Thomas, we got, we, got, we got the topics Sure you ready to rock? Yep. Uh, let's see, we're going to open up here talking about the Pac-12 championship game, which is Friday night, which I always loved that that game that, that was played this past Friday night is on a Friday because it kind of sets the stage. I remember, remember it used to be Oregon used to play in it every year. Yep. Every year you could pretty much bet in the house that Oregon was going to be playing at it, Clemson was going to be playing, Clemson ACC championship, South and SEC you just never knew. But uh, what were your thoughts going into that game? You had Utah playing Southern Cal, and I think that game was in Las Vegas, right? Oh, yeah, Las Vegas and, and uh, the Raiders Stadium. Yeah, so, and then as we know, as we knew going to that game, Utah was the team that had beaten uh, Southern Cal earlier this season. So what did you think was going to happen going into the game? I, I thought Southern Cal was going to come out and win, to be honest with you. I mean, it's it's hard to beat a team twice, um, especially going from, you know, that first loss was that Utah. I think, um, and then, you know, going to a neutral site, uh, you know, that just makes it even harder. And, you know, the stakes that were on the line for USC was pretty much, uh, you know, win and you win because, you, you know, they were already at that fourth spot. So they just had to win and they were going to be, you know, in the playoffs. So I definitely thought USC was going to come out, um, you know, with I, I can't say they were short of intensity, but I mean, like I said, I, I just thought they were going to pull it out in the end. I mean, I know they uh, they came out hot. Um, but yeah, it just ended up fizzling out. Um, but yeah, I, I was definitely surprised the way the game went. Um, but I know Kayla Williams, you know, got kind of banged up in the process. So having your main guy, you know, you know, not playing at a hundred percent, that you know, that'll never bode well for you. But um, yeah, I, like I said, I was definitely surprised at the outcome. I thought USC was going to come a little more prepared to play DNA. I mean, essentially, you know, you're playing for your whole season right there in one game. So. And we'll talk about the transfer portal later, but it's like at the season, now maybe you can say USC's defense today. We know they got a lot of turnovers they got to the quarterback, but otherwise they're a liability. But you're thinking this is about best case scenario. 
We get our head coach. We're immediately super competitive. We're on our way to the playoff. We get the yeah. team that we lost to earlier in the season. So it's like, okay, let's take care of business again. Let's get our revenge game. We're going in the playoff. CJ Stroud and my Buckeyes had already done lost. So it's like, okay, and we're going to have the Heisman Trophy winner. We literally yeah. built this roster, and now we're getting to see the fruits of our labor. And for Utah to go in that game, I think uh, I want to say USC was favorite by the betting odds. And for Utah to go down 14 to three early, because yep. I was I was like keeping up with the game, driving from Phoenix, a lot going on. And I walk <laughs> into my homeboy's house. He's like, bro, USC's up 14-3. I'm like, oh man, I done missed it. They're gonna score again. <laughs> game gonna be over. Yeah. He heading to college football playoffs. So for Utah to go down 14 to three. Show some resiliency, mess around. They and then they flipped it. So uh you are USC at 14 3 at the end of the first. Utah had four uh had four score 14 in the second, third only seven, but then in that fourth quarter running away with 23 points yep. uh to USC seven. It was kind of crazy to watch um USC's quarterback and Caleb Williams like kind of limping around because a lot like I'm sure. First of all, him limping around is still better than most teams. You saw him take off on that run. Yeah, um, yeah. He's still nice with it, but it's like, ah, uh, I was thinking, even if if he's going to be hurt, USC in the playoff will not be the same. Nope. I, especially because their running backs hurt too, right? I for, uh, the starter running back. Yeah. Yeah. USC. Yeah, yeah. Travis died. Yeah, so it's like him hurt and then him hurt. But, yeah, major shout-out to Utah for getting a win that game. Utah started off the season losing to Florida. Yep, yeah, went to – yeah, and, and they were ranked high. I think Utah started the season ranked like six or something like that. They were ranked real high. Yeah, so for them to turn that season around, beat USC, the team that, that in the Pac-12 that everybody was, like, talking about twice. And then you saw in the post-game press conference – the coach goes, tell Ryan Day, tell Ryan, well, Ryan Day should tell him thank you. And for Ohio State fans, we'll talk about this more later. That was insane to watch because it's like, wow, we were pretty much, Ryan Day said the best. We had lost control of our own destiny. Yep. And then so to see those things work out like that, work to advantage USC, I mean, Utah major to win that um, Pac-12 championship game, and they will move forward. And USC's out of the playoff. You know who USC's going to play in the bowl game, by the way? Um, I just had it pulled up. Um, because I I know they're in the uh, they got to be in one of the New Year's Six Bowls. Yeah, they play um, Tulane. Tulane. Yeah, Tulane. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. That's that'll be a. I mean, I think I think Tulane's pretty solid this year. They won their um. They beat they beat the Braves off UCF and they uh in their conference championship, the American Conference Championship. Yeah. Um. And you know, yeah, I mean, come on now, you know that American Conference, that's uh Cincinnati, UCF and all of them. So they still feel like they, you know, I I'm I'm thinking they still feel like they gotta prove themselves yeah. to get some of them um, you know, top rankings. Yeah, exactly. So that being said, now you got Tulane playing USC. Hopefully USC comes out inspired to play in that game, you know. Uh, as opposed to like, okay, it's Tulane because hey, like you said, that AAC conference they don't play no games over there. Yeah, and they would love nothing more than to continue to like kind of build up their conference with a signature win like over USC. Yep, exactly. Yeah. And now that yeah, for a team like Tulane, that just gives them uh, that. That's really what a lot of coaches are gonna be preaching during these bowl games is, is let's use this you know as momentum going into the next year. Um, you know, you never want to end the season on a you know on a loss, no matter how it is, but. Um, yeah, that, that, that's, you know, a lot of times how coaches look at it, you know, that's kind of what they use to, to get their team up 
in order to play for a game that, you know, in, you know, in the bigger picture doesn't really count for anything. Um, so, yeah, yeah, that was, and yeah, like I said, for Tulane, just teams in that American Conference in general, that'll be a great way to, to you know, carry momentum over to the next season by, um, you know, beating a, a team who was, you know, one game away from the playoff and his quarterback probably going to win in the Heisman, so. Yeah, no, exactly. So it's going to be interesting to watch that, and we will have more of that Heisman conversation. Cause, and that was the thing that kind of killed me, too. It's like I was very okay with what – when it was Ohio State lost. I was like, all right, CJ Stroud's out of it. Caleb Williams just go take this one. And even when he was limping, I'm like, oh, man, that's going to look crazy in the Heisman ceremony. <laughs> Quarterback limping, leading his team to <laughs> victory. I'm thinking, like, the videography for this thing going to be amazing. So yeah. it, that really kind of even – I'm going to say it evened it up. I guess I will ask you, since we're already on here, what do you think? Because I was thinking, like like I said, Ohio State loses, Caleb Williams got it. And you see how much he means to his team, how high mm-hmm. of a level he's playing at. And then it's like, so now USC loses twice to the same team. So it's all you got this two-loss USC team, the one-loss Ohio State team, uh, neither of which win their, win their conference championship at this point. You're, if you're a Heisman voter, you get to choose who you're going with for the Heisman Trophy. Um. God, that's uh I think I have to go I think I have to go with Williams. Um just because kind of like you said, you see how much he means to his team. And I mean obviously I think we know, you know, how much CJ Stroud means his team too, but um, you know, you just kind of gotta look at the talent, you know, that Ohio State surrounded him with out there. Um not saying USC is just like, you know, mile behind Ohio State, but I mean, you know, you got guys like Marvin Harrison out there and and you know, got a good stable of running backs. Um, so, I mean, Ohio State's always, you know, known to have that top talent out there, that skill positioning, um, whereas, you know, and, and that's a, you know, that's kind of, um, I mean, you know, you know, in Ohio State, that's, that's kind of a core that's been together, um, you know, kind of like how, you know, how you mentioned earlier, USC kind of just built this team, oh, in the offseason this year, so it's kind of like Caleb Williams is coming into a, a project that, you know, just got started this year and almost took him to the promised land, so, yeah, I, if I had a vote, it, it probably definitely definitely would go to, um, you know, Caleb Williams, not just for the numbers, but you know, when you look at the whole, uh, you know, the, you know, the whole situation, I I, I feel like he deserves it. Yeah, even as Ohio State fan, I'm probably going with Caleb Williams. But just like I said, he's just so valuable to that team. One thing I was thinking about something with that Caleb Williams. I was even thinking too. Now that I see that Ohio State is playing Georgia, I'm like, ah, that's probably the matchup you kind of want to see. But even yeah. I was thinking, it's like, do I would, would I rather see a USC team in the playoff? But now they have two losses to the same team. They win the conference championship, but so it can't right. happen. But Nick Wright even said it's like I'd love to see that USC team go out there in that college football playoff. But I do not think that the Georgia matchup would be good for them. Oh no, 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 yeah, yeah, no. Nah. That 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 wouldn't have been, yeah, no. Nah. Like you said, that's yeah, that that just that just wouldn't have been a good matchup. That's I mean, I don't know. It's George ain't really a good matchup for anybody, but that's yeah, yeah that, we'll get on that later. But yeah, no, nah, I'm with you. I'm with you. I think, yeah. I mean, it definitely would have been good to see, you know, an offense that high powered against a, a good defense like Georgia, but if we just yeah, if we looking at, you know, personnel against personnel, yeah, I don't think that's yeah, I don't think that would have been a good matchup. Hey, it'd be all sweet. I'm telling you, I can see it. Because it was Jerry Rice's son is one of the receivers at USC. Yeah. It's all sweet. He was out there. And then that Georgia cornerback is out there with no gloves on. <laughs> then it, and at that moment, you realize this is not the fact 12. But yes, yeah. so 
Yeah. Crazy thing to watch. We're going to move forward. Like I said, we got a lot to talk about. Big 12 championship game. TCU trying to finish the year undefeated. Loses to Kansas State. That was a shocker. A lot of people ain't been giving TCU that much respect around the country. It was like TCU was this team that a lot of people weren't necessarily watching a ton of, but they just keep on winning. And it's like, ah, yeah. when they play somebody, they're going to lose. Were you surprised to see them take that loss with the final score of 31 to 28 to Kansas State in the uh, Big 12 championship game? Nah, I'm, uh, nah, I can't say I'm surprised. I think um, in that matchup early in the season, I want to say Kansas State jumped out on them. Um, it had them up by like two or three touchdowns, and and you know TCU ended up walking them down and winning. But um, nah, I mean that description you gave man was on point. I mean, it, I I feel like that's how everybody kind of felt about TCU was just. I mean, I I don't think they were in the top four until like you know the last week or two of the yeah, season. Yeah, real late. Um, yeah, yeah. So you know it it you know clearly people were kind of just waiting on them to just take that one loss so that they could you know they kind of just put them on the back burner and you know be done with that and not have to worry about them being in the conversation, but um. I think the fact that it came in the conference championship, um, you know, you can't really fault them too much for that. I mean, you still had a, you know, perfect regular season. So, I mean, I don't think you can compete. I mean, kick somebody out of uh, competing for a playoff spot, you know, for losing in, in your conference championship, that being your first loss. Um, but, no, nah, I, I definitely wasn't surprised. I mean, I definitely think TCU had a favorable, you know, schedule this year. Um, you, you know, we the, the Big 12 definitely isn't what it used to be or, you know, what we're used to it being. Um, so yeah, I don't think they're, um, I mean, I, it's going to sound harsh, but I mean, I definitely don't think TCU is really a playoff worthy team. Um, if we just looking at them, like, you know, just talent wise across the board and how they're going to compete against these other teams that are in the playoff, I don't really think, um, you know, they, they belong in that top four. Um, but I mean, like I said, you, I mean, you, you got to go out there and win the games and, and that's what they did. So. Um, you know, I can't say they don't deserve to be in it. I just don't think they're going to match that well against the other schools. But, you know, like I said, to answer your question, I wasn't surprised um, by the loss. Um, but, yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah, that's, that's really it for me. I, I can't say I was surprised by it. Joel Klatt says this a lot on uh, – he's on Colin Cowherd. I mean, to watch into the one that for today. I love that. They have good chemistry. I like, enjoy watching it. And then yeah. now that Joel Klatt went from – being on that show to having his own show. I think a lot of people have kind of followed him from whenever he's been on Colin Cowherd like every Thursday. But he says the games on the field have to matter. So yep. TCU has a great year like that. A, it's crazy to see a Big 12 championship game where there's no Oklahoma or Texas. That's insane to me. Yep. But it's just the truth of the matter right now. But it's like, okay, because I think a lot of people are thinking, all right, well, Bama should sneak back in this game because – and we just know that Alabama – is not gonna flake in a in a major game like that. They'll be exactly. play instead of you feel like you put TCU in here and TCU gets like ran off the field and it's like ah why yeah. are they in the game? But crazy to watch TCU made them made their way into the playoff. Uh, we'll see what happens with that. We're gonna move from the Big Twelve Championship to the Big Ten Championship. Michigan Wolverines made it happen. Final score of 43-22 over the Purdue Boilmakers. Um, I, I I didn't watch I watched some parts of this game. I saw at one point J.J. McCarthy, who we know is kind of being like the game manager that can make some, you know, big-time throws. And yeah. I saw, I remember at one point in the game, he threw an interception, and the, the staff kind of went over to him and was like, uh-uh, that's not you. And yeah. I thought that was like a very pivotal part. It's like, you know, this Michigan thing is built on being consistent. We're physical at the line of scrimmage. We might You might see a deep ball every now and again. And so it's like, ah, don't try to be C.J. Ah, yeah. <laughs> Well, we ain't that. Michigan wins. What is this their second Big Ten championship in a row? 
Um, because I think remember they beat Ohio State last year. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, that would be two in a row for them. Then. Yeah. Hey, the ties have changed over there in the Big Ten, and they were, you know, a lot yeah. of people giving uh Ohio State a lot of flake or Ohio State and like Michigan, you know, because being the fact that Michigan has now beat Ohio State two years in a row, they're like, yo, but this Michigan program has been built up now to compete against Ohio State, and it's not like I hope we beat those Buckeyes. And them Buckeyes got to kind of come see us. Yeah, so, exactly. Uh, yeah. And and the fact that Michigan was able to go thirteen and zero, that's as we see, that's hard to do. So major yep. kudos to the the team up north. Got to stay true to you know faithful. Uh, major <laughs> kudos to the team up north. What are your thoughts on uh, Michigan uh, beating Purdue in that Big Ten championship game? I think that game's in Indianapolis at Lucas Oil, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was it was a little closer than I anticipated it to be. Um, you know, I mean, I expect and you know in the conference championship, you definitely expect both sides to come out you know, um, giving it their all, being that, you know, it's a, it's a championship on the line. Um, and, you know, for a team like Purdue as opposed to Michigan, it's like this is their, you know, like big moment where it's like Michigan, you know, we win or lose, we got games to look forward to after this. So, um, you know, Purdue definitely, they, they um, I want to say it was, I think Michigan was only up one coming out to half. I think it was, it was close. Like 14, 13 coming out to half. Yeah, yeah. It was, yeah, it was close for a little minute. Um, but that just physical style of ball Michigan played just, just wears down on you after a while. And, oh, yeah, once that fourth quarter hit, it, it just really seemed like Michigan was just doing what they wanted to do with them. Um, you know, that run game was going well, which, you know, like I said, always opens up that pass game, open up the play action game and stuff. Their receivers start eating. So, um, it was definitely uh, – I, th- I think for Michigan it was a good showing because um, I think, you know, even though the score was close, I feel like the whole time they were in control of that game, it was never like, oh, Michigan's on, you know, upset alert. Um, you know, I feel like they were in control of the game the whole time. So I feel like it was a good showing for them, um, you know, going into the playoff. Or I guess you call it, you know, they're like their last little tune-up, quote-unquote, before, you know, these, these big playoff games start. So I feel like that's a good way to, um, you know, that's, that's some good momentum to carry into these uh, into these matchups. Um, yeah, and then especially going in, you know, against a, a – team like TCU, um, I think they're just gonna out physical them. So yeah, I feel like this that that was a great way to um, you know, the the I guess finish off their season, quote unquote, and you know, heading into the postseason now. So I was thinking since since you kind of mentioned, I guess we talked about it a little bit, that is gonna be crazy for in that game for TCU to prepare for that type of level of physicality. And yep. play after play after play because they don't even face that style of team in the Big Twelve. Yeah, exa- exactly. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point, man. Yeah, it ain't. Yeah, it really ain't <laughs> nobody in that Big Twelve who coming like that. And you got to think these Michigan guys be doing this in cold weather. So we, as we all yeah. know, you getting hit like because they're probably gonna look good on good now season. You get hit like that every week, cold on cold. I mean, like one uh, best on best. And then you mean to tell me then you'll go play this TCU ball club where you got a good quarterback? Oh, man, this is going to be interesting. And then, TCU, and then TCU coming off a loss. So, you know, I had that definitely, in, you know, good going into, you know, going into the postseason. You coming off your first loss of the season. I mean, you know, that definitely isn't when, you know, isn't when you want to take that first hit. Because, um, you know, I mean, you know, it's naturally you're going to lose a little bit of confidence. It's not like you lose a game and, it, you know, you feel better about yourself. Right. Um. So yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm yeah, I'm I'm worried for TCU. <laughs> you see, I think more people. I think I want to say the Ohio State game is gonna be the night game that night. I want to say it's. A I pray game. to God it is. I, I, think, a lot of people, 
I think a lot of people are excited. And then, you know, you've been seeing all the things about the last time Ohio State barely got in the playoff was that year whenever Zico and Elliott and those guys took uh took them to the national championship and they won it. So yeah. definitely excited to see the Buckeyes. Can't get too far into that too soon, too soon. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Got to go to the SEC championship game, y'all. LSU, Georgia. You know what? That Jaden Daniels dude, he showed me a little something, especially early in the game. I'm sitting here watching it, and then you have what's the what's their receiver? Uh Kayshawn Boot. Yeah. You see him, it's like LSU, it didn't seem like especially to start, like LSU just happened to be there. They're competing, and mm-hmm. like that Brian Kelly hire looking a little bit better and better. If, if he can do that in year one, year yep. one, and it's like, okay, you're seeing it. Uh obviously in the first quarter, LSU's down 7-14, but then Georgia. 21 in that second quarter, and then uh, Georgia just takes care of the business from there. But definitely upside if you're an LSU fan. To see What'd them, yeah, I said it's definitely an upside if LSU fan is okay. Maybe you got beat by this game about 20, but it's like, yo, yo, but we, we, we're gonna be all right because this is guys, a couple guys maybe in the portal, but this is the guys that Brian Kelly kind of inherited. So once he goes out and get his yeah. guys, I feel like you might have a shot. Uh, I'd ask you, what were your thoughts on this game? Um, yeah, I, I was impressed with the way LSU came out and how, you know, they were running with them at first. Um, I think, you know, I was I was a little more impressed, uh, you know, how Georgia was just able to, you know, take control and just run away with that and, you know, end up putting up 50 points. Um, you know, that's impressive against any team. I don't care how, you know, good or bad a team is. 50 points is hard to get, um, especially in it, like I said, in the, against a team who's, you know, playing for a championship. Essentially, that's, you know, their national championship right there will be bringing home that conference championship. Um, but yeah, I, I was, uh, I was impressed with LSU. Um, I feel like they, you know, they were, they were able to get that offense, uh, moving early in the game, got, you know, getting all their weapons involved early. They got a lot of weapons out there receiver. Um, but yeah, man, it's just, Georgia's just so dominant that, that, that physicality, physicality of the group, um, you know, especially that, that D-line, is just, that D-line is something else. Um. <laughs> For George, I mean, I was just I I watched the game live, but then looking at the film after the fact, it's just like, man, that Georgia is something else in them trenches, man. That with that over with that offensive line and defensive line, like it really starts there. And I just know me personally, I, I think that kind of wore on LSU just as the game went on. Um, because like I said, LSU was, I mean, they were they were you know firing on all cylinders early. Um, but I think, man, Georgia's just it's like they just don't let up. Um, they just keep coming at you, keep coming at you. So I think that just, you know, kind of won LSU after a while. Um, and yeah, uh, I mean, and, and, you know, with that run game they got on offense and, and, you know, when you got an experienced leader, like, like Stetson Bennett, you know, that's, that's always going to be hard to beat. Um, you know, when their offense is kind of designed to keep the ball all away from you. Um, but yeah, it was, it was, uh, yeah, it was, it was a good showing from Georgia. I, I think, you know, kind of, kind of similar to what I said about Michigan. I feel like this was a real good way for them to to step into the playoff. Um, you know, it is it's not like they had some knockout drag out game with LSU and it, you know, kind of going into the playoff, you know, with some questions. Um, you know, I I feel like they're, you know, stepping in there as a dominant team we know in the B. So uh yeah, I'm I'm excited to see how this playoff goes for them. And then it's nice too, you can say in multiple different ways, like the Stetson Bennett, now he's been there, done that. So yeah. and if for somehow this Georgia team just keeps playing in Georgia, like oh my goodness, like they're playing in the playoff <laughs> and the yeah. like these these dudes do not leave the state of Georgia. Like it, yeah. it is it is that game was just in Georgia, 
And Stetson Bennett been there, done that. Kirby Smart been there, done that. You know exactly how to prepare the team for. One thing I always I, I want to highlight with these Georgia guys, these tight ends they got. Is open. So Brock Bowers, who was humongous, fast, strong, uh, one of the best freshman tight end probably to play just a freshman campaign in the SEC. If he has goes for 81 yards, he doesn't have a great day. Well, then you got to go deal with Darnell Washington. Yeah. This is like, oh my good. I keep saying this, man. The the those practices at Georgia. Yeah. I, I like if you don't come ready to go, I remember uh, Tory Gurley used to talk about at South Carolina whenever they're having 11 win seasons. Um, and when he was playing there, he was saying, like, if you have a bad day, the cornerbacks there are going to put you in the Gatorade bottles. And I feel mm-hmm. like it has to be similar to that at Georgia. If you're having a bad day, I'm going to still get mine. And like, you're just not going to have a yeah. bad day. We're going to embarrass you out here. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, like a dog-eat-dog world at them schools out there, man. Especially, Matt, you got to think, like, a lot of them, you know, pretty much every guy who's coming into them top programs like at Georgia or Bama, you know, their head is already thinking like, you know, I'm trying to get to the next level. So it's like, you know, I'm I'm gonna step on whoever, you know, to get there. You know, obviously you ain't, you know, just just dogging out your your teammates, but I mean it, it does get like that in, you know, in practice. Um, so yeah, man, I'm I'm with you, man. I can only imagine. Um, which is why, you know, whenever, you know, you see a, a it's always crazy to see kind of like, you know, how we saw it with guys like Nika back at Alabama. When you see those, you know, true freshmen come in starting from day one, it's like, man, like I wonder, you know, what kind of impact they had to make, you know, at, at you know, because I mean, fall camp is only like a two, three week period yeah. for a lot of teams. So it's like, even if you are a talented freshman, to be able to come in and, and know your playbook and, and prove yourself and practice all that in the span of just two or three weeks is hard no matter how you slice it. So. For them teams that come in, like like I said, for the guys that come into Georgia and Bama and, and all these top programs and come in and start as true freshmen is is crazy. So yeah, man. But that yeah, it just it just kind of shows you that you know that champ- championship pedigree that Georgia has uh you know built up over the over these past couple of years. Yeah, because at this point it's like you know Bama may or may not be in that playoff, but you're gonna see them Georgia Bulldogs. And they're, yeah. going through, and they're going through the SEC, too. So it's not like there's an easy path where they get to play easy non-conference. They're going yeah. through the It's Curry Smart and Nick Saban. Now you look at him. Now, granted, Nick Saban has sustained excellence all the championships. But, hey, Curry's like nah, – it's, it's looking real similar. It's looking real similar. <laughs> it's looking real similar right now. Like I said, Georgia's starting to – Georgia's starting to get that same fear factor behind them that, that Alabama has, where it's like you, like, legitimately intimidated, like, when you got to go play against Georgia. Yeah, for sure. They get, they're getting them, they're recruiting them, they just keep it coming. Uh, we're going to move to Clemson. Uh, we're going to go to ACC Championship real quickly, where, and y'all know, we have been, Clemson gets the one ACC Championship game, surprise. Final score 39-10. <laughs> what gavel say ACC stands for another Clemson Championship? We have been talking about this thing for almost, I feel like a year and a half, the Cade. I, I I kept saying it. I've been telling y'all since the boy was at what's that school he's at? Is he at East Lake? Uh, it's one of those major schools in Texas. When I figured out that he beat Quinn Ewers twice in high school, like there's yeah. a there's a guy DJ tough for DJ. Y'all saw he just entered the transfer portal. He's out of Tiger Town. Did you did you watch this game? Were you kind of keeping up with it? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I was I was keeping up with it to to I ain't gonna lie. When Clemson went up like by twenty nine ten, I'm like, yeah, that yeah, that's about it. So um, it was DJ because I was following DJ just wasn't getting the job done. They they just pull uh uh Caden or I, man, Matt first play of the game, DJ skipped a five yard hitch off the ground. I'm like, yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, that is, that is not how you want to start this thing off. So, man, yeah, pretty much from there, it was downhill. I think, like, like three drives into the game, they had, like, two – it was either, like, two passing yards or two rushing yards. It was yeah, – it was. he definitely didn't get a good start, and that didn't help that, you know, coming into the game, that one of them already said that I think K was going to come out there on, like, the third or fourth series. Yeah. Um. So, I mean, that – like I said – yeah, it was like I said, man. It just, when he came out and skipped that first hit pass, I mean, it, it wasn't anybody near the receiver. It's just a quick rhythm throw, just to get you, you know, get you in, involved in the game. Skip that one off the ground. It was like, yeah, that <laughs> we kind of already knew the night was it from then on. But yeah, yeah. So he definitely he, he had a rough night. And it makes you think, like I know, I know he was in battling with this. It's like internally with that quarterback. I heard a quarterback trainer say it. However you feeling, that ball going to tell us. So if you're not 100% yeah. confident, like you might have an occasional, you know, mishap. But if not that confidence, and you have to remember, DJ came as a five-star quarterback coming into Clemson. That confidence has shifted. The fan base doesn't really believe in you. Now they yeah. see, by the way, Cade went to Westlake High School in Austin, Texas. They think that's the guy. Every time that they've seen this guy come in, besides Notre Dame, it's like, no, this, this is the next guy after Deshaun. And um, Trevor. Uh, Trevor Lawrence, yeah. So K came in, did what he needed to do. True freshman in that championship game went twenty for twenty four, two hundred seventy nine yards, one touchdown. Seems like the team was clicking. Uh, you got, and I think Antonio Williams. Now he had that huge fumble, huge fumble against South Carolina. But he's yeah. really kind of coming into his own at Clemson, and I think Clemson. Uh, we'll see here in the next couple of years, especially with a quarterback as good as K. Um, I think you're really going to start seeing like their receivers come back and emerge to the Clemson receivers that yep. we're used to seeing. But I mean, hey, Tiger Town, they get they get the win there, they get the confidence going. You see, they're going to play uh, Tennessee. Yeah, and, yeah, and, 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 and Really wish that I hate the hookers not playing because that definitely does take a little bit of air out that game. But uh, I'll say, what what were your thoughts on the ACC championship? Man, I, it was. I, I was disappointed in North Carolina, for sure. I thought, you know, with Drake May, you know, collecting all that hardware, you know, with his first year in North Carolina, I think he won uh, – I think he won ACC uh, Rookie of the Year, ACC Player of the Year, and ACC Offensive Player of the Year. So, he, you know, pretty much got every offensive accolade you can have out of that conference. Um, you know, being on a, on a, probably the biggest stage he's been on, you know, his career to this point. I definitely thought they were gonna come out um and you know have a have a better plan for Clemson, but it just seemed like after the first couple of jobs, they really couldn't get anything going against him. So um yeah, I, I was definitely disappointed in that performance uh by North Carolina. Um but yeah, I, I, I feel bad for DJ, kinda like you said. Um I, I never heard that saying you used before, Matt, you know, with the with the quarterback coach you saying that ball is gonna tell us how you feel, but yeah. I'm definitely gonna be that's that's stuck in my head now. So I'll be I'm definitely be locked in on these quarterbacks from now on. But you saying that just makes so much sense, Matt, because like I said, that after that first pass, it's just like everybody kind of knew where it's headed from there. Um, but nah man, I, I feel bad for him just cause especially like you said, um Coming into to Clemson with all the hype he had, I mean, they hyped him up as like he Trevor and Dwight put together, you know, because oh, he got man. a big arm, you know, can run, big body. So it's like, man, you, I mean, yeah, you just thought DJ was about to be the, you know, greatest thing since sliced bread. So for you know, for 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 his career at Clemson to end, you know, how it ended here, you know, you 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 never hate to see that for anybody. But like I said, especially a guy like that who who came in with so much hype and and um. 
you know, I just I just always feel for guys in a situation like that where it's like you know the fans um well, would much rather see the guy behind you, you know, play, you know, rather than you, even if you, you know, had done nothing wrong. You know, it takes me back to the Kelly Bryant situation. Like, Kelly, you know, hadn't done nothing wrong for Clemson. I don't think they had uh, taken a loss at that time. Um, and, you know, still he, you know, he got, you know, put in my Trevor. And it's just, you know, like I said, just I, I think knowing that the fans would rather see your backup than you is what, you know, I'm like, that's probably what kills him the most, so. Yeah, I, I always feel bad for guys in situations like that, man. But I'm definitely um I'll definitely be interested to see where he transfers to now that, you know, now that we know he's in the portal and all that. Um because I think that I think that going to a new school will definitely get his uh get his confidence back up. Just sometimes a fresh start, you know, is sometimes um, you know, all guys need. So um hopefully he goes somewhere where, you know, they can, you know, remind him of that player that he came in the coaching as and and really, I mean, I, I think he showed us, you know, that that first year. Um, you know, we saw the potential really, you know, from that from that uh game that you know when he went to Notre Dame and, and yeah. won that game, uh, you know, when Trevor was hurt. So I think we all know what he's capable of. I'm you know, I'll just be waiting to see um, you know, what school he goes to uh, to do it at next. So like I said I feel for him, but you know, I'm I'm ready to see what that next move is gonna be for him. Um but yeah, as far as Clemson, man, they I, I don't think they're gonna be down for too much longer. Um I mean, the, the the playing field is definitely getting a little more level. I mean, like we, you know, I get to speak on it the other week that I went on here, but, you know, my game cards beating them. Um, I definitely don't think it's, it's going to be uh, – uh, I think it's going to be harder for Dabo when it comes to recruiting in state and stuff like that. Um, so, I mean, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm definitely just going to be locked in on Clemson and, and seeing how they progress um, over these next few seasons because, I mean, you know, just the whole landscape of, of college football is changing. So, um, yeah, it, it'll be interesting to see how they rebound off, uh, you know, as, as I guess you could say, you know, in Clemson terms, there's a little bit of a lackluster season. So, um, I mean, but going out, you know, with ACC championship is definitely, you know, ending on a high note. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, I think you have this change of scenery. This is what you were saying kind of with DJ. It's like, okay, change of scenery. Maybe he goes back to the West Coast. I'm not sure. That I seems like so. probably where he's at home. Arizona State. I think the quarterback should. You never know. I think. I think um, not to cut you off. I, I saw something right before we got on the show that uh, his brother goes to UCLA, oh. and I think the boy um, uh, what is it? Finney is, is Robinson. Dorian Thompson. Yeah. Dorian. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I'm drawing a blank on his last name. Yeah. Dorian. I think. I think he's gone after this year. So, I mean, I think. Yeah. He. You know. I don't know, just early prediction, early prediction. I, I feel like he's going to go back to that West Coast. Yeah, and just if you just get, like, that comfortable California type yeah. of guy, get back comfortable out there, and that ACC, SEC could be a little different. It's the whole different side of the country for him. So, the interesting scene, I think also Clemson comes in the next season with a whole bunch of confidence. It's like, yo, we got our guy now. We're back to clicking. Tay plays the game with a certain excitement. That is kind of evident, and it's like he's like, I'm happy to be out here. He has all the whole offseason, will take all the reps, and he's used to this type of pressure because he played in 6A uh, high school football in Texas. So, he this isn't like new to him. Like, you would actually kind of look at him, like, okay, he's actually kind of been groomed exactly for this. So, gonna be interesting to watch uh, them, the, the Tigers progress moving forward, feeling like the fan base, uh, the fan base coaches that feel like they have their guy, the players do as well. There's one other thing I was going to say about this uh, K situation. Um, 
that, that that's what you're saying. We're talking about DJ too, and it's like it's not like these are silent fans who are like, I really was just want to see Cade in there. They're probably tweeting you every day, exactly. Seeing you out and about, they might say something. Depending on if y'all lost the game, they feel like you almost lost the game for them. Also, you come from being the guy being recruited heavily. Every fan wants your autograph. To still, some fans want your autograph, but they're like, but it definitely ain't the same energy. Yeah, it definitely ain't <laughs> that same energy when you first came in. But they say eighty-two thousand on hand, and probably about sixty thousand want to see another guy. So, <laughs> so that being said, it'll be interesting to see what the Tigers do. I that game against Tennessee, really hate, really hate the hooker. It won't be playing in that ball game. But hey, we're kind of we don't talk about the college football playoff. We'll probably have another episode. Where we're really kind of getting to that one because uh, that that can be kind of like an episode in itself. Go Buckeyes! Got to take care of Georgia. But uh, <laughs> but um. Talk about change of scenery. Got to talk about this trending topic. Deion Sanders, how the move went. Though you saw the reports coming out. Oh, Deion Sanders has been offered the job at Colorado. Okay, we're like, all right, cool, cool, cool. We'll see, but we also hear your USF might have some openings. You're like, okay, what's going to happen here? Next thing I hear, Deion Sanders has accepted the job. Oh, boy. The black community is split right now. The black community itself, half the people are saying, ah, oh, that's messed up. They did HBCUs. You got the other half. Just look at Twitter if you don't know what I'm talking about. The other half is saying, yo, we have to have more black coaches in Power 5 football. He has progressed. But what happens to the kids that get left at Jackson State? Deion Sanders is at Jackson State telling these guys, don't y'all hop in that portal. Don't hop in that water. Then he goes to Colorado and tells them, boys, y'all need to get in the portal because I'm looking <laughs> Because I'm bringing in the guys to replace you. This situation is absolutely insane. Then Dion, you know, they got the well-off media recording him going through. He go in the press conference like this, the NFL saying, that's your quarterback. So forget the quarterback that was there last season. He hopped in the portal now because he's gone. Yeah. Like, yo, this this Deion Sanders, this this guy. And then I was listening to the interview, and I'll let you talk, Thomas. I listened to the, the guys on the team who were asking Deion questions. Deion's like, go ahead and ask me a question now. Don't get in that locker room and start talking. The, the guy goes, oh, so what happens to our strength and conditioning staff? Deion's like, they're probably gone. I ain't going to lie to you. The, the, the strength and conditioning staff is probably gone. The guy's like, oh, what happens to you? Where did you stand some players being injured? Deion goes, oh, well, get, get, get healthy. And he said, but if you ain't worth nothing, uh, we're going to kiss and hug, say goodbye, I'm going to send you on. Yo, Deion Sanders is coming in this thing hot. Oh, man, Thomas, quickly, not even quickly. Matter of fact, Thomas, you know how we do this thing. We're going to end this and we're going to start another one. Because I don't even <laughs> want to give you like a half thing. I just want to let you go. So hold on, let me stop this yeah. one and I'm going to send you another one. Hold on. Man, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Thomas. So, hey, the floor is yours. This is what we've been waiting on right here. What are your thoughts on Deion Sanders heading out to Colorado? Man, man. I ain't gonna lie. Look, man, when the I'm 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 glad I'm glad I had a couple of days to sit on it and you know and think about it. Cause if I <laughs> look if we would have talked about it that night, it would have been it would have been something completely different. Um, so I'm glad I had some time to sit and think on it, man. My initial thoughts, I was heated. I think I, I was just like, you know, like how you said, I, I feel like, in, you know, the black community, we kind of split right now when it comes to this topic. I was definitely on the side of like, I was like, man, Dion and then sold us out. He done, you know, made all these, he done sold us a dream, made all these false promises, all that. Blah, blah, blah. But, you know, I, I did have to, you know, I, I had to I had to take it all in. I had, Cause 
I'm, I'm thinking all this in my head, man. I'm like, man, I don't even want to watch this video. He addressing the team. I don't, I don't want to hear what he got to say. None of that. But I'm like, that don't make no sense. I can't have an opinion, you know, this strong. I hear what the man got to say. So, you know, I watched the videos of him, you know, addressing both teams and, and addressing the media and stuff. Um, you know, looking at, you know, at everybody's, um, you know, opinion on Twitter, Instagram, whatever, you know, whether they were, you know, regular people just like me or you, you know, analysts, you know, who get paid millions, whatever. And I think um, I still am disappointed at the fact of, of um, him leaving. Um, and I think uh, the reason a lot of us are upset with it is just because, like, the stuff he was doing at Jackson and that's a short of a time, man, it was fun to, to get up Saturday mornings and, and, and see, you know, because, you know, I think Dion did a, a great job of um, just having that camera crew always following him. He always had yeah. the cameras rolling. And, and pretty much we got a lot of, like, raw, unedited stuff. From them you know it's not like they try to hide a lot of stuff you know behind closed doors there so um i feel like i don't know i, I just feel like jackson state gained so many fans you know in these past two or three years um and so it's like to to know that um i don't know man it's just like that you know that energy that 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 dion brought um i don't think you know i think we all understand like it can't be replicated so it's like you know i, I feel like we're all kind of sad to see that go um I'm definitely sad for the players, um, you know, especially the ones that came to Jackson State just for Dion. Um, you know, uh, maybe not necessarily guys like a Travis Hunter, because, I mean, we, we kind of pretty much know, you know, wherever he goes, you know, he'll, he'll have an opportunity somewhere. Um, but maybe like, you know, a three or four-star guy who thought I'm going to come to JSU because I know Coach Prime can turn me into, you know, you know this better player. Um, you know, you feel for those guys because, you know, I, I'm sure some of those guys are the ones he's, you know, speaking to, you know, not directly when he says, you know, don't jump in the portal, you know, because I don't want you to die in the portal. Um, so I, I, I definitely, I think those that's who I feel for the most are the kids who kind of made that whole decision based off of, um, you know, Coach Prime, um, which is why, you know, a lot of times you hear guys in the recruit, recruiting process say commit to a school, you know, not a coach. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I got to feel for those players who got put in um, in a position like that. I do feel for Travis Hunter though, because um, I mean, uh, I, I know majority of the season he was battling injury, um, so I mean, you know, you, you feel for him because he came to you know JSU for a year where you know he could have went you know at a power five from the jump, you know, being that that's where he's going to end up anyways. Um, but I say all that to say, you know, I think my opinion on it is I, I feel like it was a good move um, because like like you know like you said and, and like Coach Prime said, we can't complain that black coaches or, or, you know, people of color who are coaches aren't getting um, proper representation, you know, at, at the power five schools or at the D1 level. And then when a coach gets an opportunity to go take that job, we, you know, ridicule him for it. So, um, you know, like I said, just, just after all that reflecting and just gathering my thoughts, I do feel like um, Coach Prime made the best move, uh, you know, for himself. And I feel like, you know, in the long run, this will be better for the, for the uh, African-American community just because, we know how big of a voice, you know, Coach Prime is for us and, you know, just, just in the football world in general. Um, and, you know, we, we saw what he did at Jackson State as far as, um, you know, hiring, uh, you know, staff that were African-American and just, you know, video crew, all that, you know, um, you know, all that. I feel like, you know, he, he's looking to do the same thing at um, Colorado. And, and that was one of the things he talked about, um, you know, when it came to leaving Jackson was like he wanted to get his coordinators and staff paid a lot more. Um, 
you know, I think we all know as, as you know, sports fans that HBCUs are kind of known for not having the, uh, the, the, the best resources or, or um, you know, all the money to, to uh, you know, fund um, these programs and these teams properly. Um, so, you know, you do got to take that into effect. And, you know, that, that, was, that, that was one thing I didn't think of um, at the start of this process. I, I, I wish I could think of the guy who made the video so I could give him credit. But um, he was basically saying, you know, throughout all these commotions and, and you know, us hearing about, oh, well, this team offered them this, you know, this job or this school offered them this amount of money, we never heard what Jackson State offered them. Um, so you got to think, like, you know, how much of an effort did they make to, to keep him there and to make sure, you know, he wasn't really entertaining any of those other options. Um, so, you know, you kind of got to look at Jackson State and, you know, question how much they did to keep him there. Um, and, and like the guy in the video said, you know, uh, we know Jackson State as a school may not have, um, you know, like 20-something million dollars to offer him that, that a Power 5 school may. But, um, you know, you, you kind of would have hoped that maybe people in the community businesses in the community maybe would have put something together um that you know it would would have made them you know consider staying there at jackson um but yeah i mean i, I mean i guess i say all that to say like i said i, I think um in the long run it'll be a good move like i said i, I think a lot of us are still kind of caught up in emotions being that this is still kind of uh you know new news to everybody um i mean i think it you know was confirmed saturday the night of the swag championship whenever they played um but yeah, so so I think in the long run it'll be a good because like it'll be good because like I said I think he'll open up um, a lot of other doors for you know upcoming African American coaches and and assistant coaches coordinators or whatever um, you know I think I think he's going uh, you know bless bless some guys with a with a good opportunity at that power five level um, from you know players to coaches uh, or you know whoever um, the only thing you know I, I you know with him leaving is just you wonder who's going. Uh, you know, replace them number one, and are they going to be able to keep that that same um, you know energy that that you know Dion brought to the school? And um, you know, HBCUs are, are known for their culture, so it's not like Jackson State is just going to be some you know dead in the water school. They're not going to have you know the games aren't going to be um, you know as exciting as we saw they were when Coach Prime was there. But you know, he he just brought that different dynamic to it. I mean, you know, he had celebrities all on the sideline and stuff like that. So you just got to wonder is that stuff still going to be there? Um, even after he goes, I mean, obviously we know it's not going to be there to the to the same extent that it was when he's there. Um, but you know, you just don't want to go, you know, see it go from what it was this year to just no coverage on Jackson State or HBCUs at all. Um, I feel like that was my only problem with uh with Dion through this whole thing was like when he got there, it kind of seemed as like um, I remember him saying like I, I'm I'm not chasing a bag, you know, I'm not in there for a bag. So I think that's kind of what put it in my head and other fans' heads of like, okay, he plans on being here for a minute. Like, I mean, we know he's got the unarmed deal. We know he made all that NFL money, NFL network money, whatever. So it's like, man, you know, you wouldn't think he'd leave, especially to a school like Colorado. I mean, it's, you know, cold weather uh, area. Um, you know, we we heard he had offers from South Florida. We know he's from Florida. So I kind of, you know, suspected he'd take that over school like Colorado. Um but yeah, so so like I said, I, I think that's the only kind of thing I'm kind of disappointed in is just like where does Jackson State and the other HBCUs, HBCUs go from here? Um, I feel like a lot of the, I mean, I don't want to say I feel like I feel like we all know the reason why like game day and stuff, you know, and, and just a big light was shining on HBCUs these past couple of years was because of him, um, and so I feel like that light is kind of going to travel wherever he goes rather than you know 
staying on Jackson State um, and HBCUs. Uh, but I mean, like like people say, you're supposed to leave a situation, you know, in in better condition, uh, you know, when you leave it than it was when when you arrived. So he definitely did that, um, and we definitely got to be thankful for what he did um, at Jackson State and what he did for a lot of African American kids and um, you know, and adults, you know, who you gave opportunities to at Jackson State. Um, so yeah, I mean. I say all that to say I'll definitely be supporting him at, at Colorado. It hurts to see him, um, you know, go, uh, you know, from HBCU to Power Five, um, especially because you know that was kind of the, the 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 driving point he was making when he first got to uh, Jackson State was like, you know, why go to a to a Power Five, uh, you know, PWI when you can come to an HBCU with you know, quote unquote, us, you know, you know, people who look like you who understand, you know, the struggle you go through, and it's like that's kind of essentially what he did, you know, going from, you know, Jackson State to Colorado. It's like, you know, you, you kind of left us behind to go to, um, you know, the Power 5, PWI, um, whatever you want to call it. So, I don't know. That I think that was my main gripe with him before was, was kind of like you did what you were kind of talking to all these players and not doing. Um, but, I mean, once I kind of moved past that, like I said, I, 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 I'm looking at it more as, um, you know, he, he's doing this for – um, you know, black coaches and coordinators coming behind him. He's just, you know, opening up the floodgates for that. Because, um, I mean, yeah, like like we've been saying, I, I feel like it's, it's past due that we see a lot more African-American coaches um, have head coaching jobs at these, you know, power five institutions. So, um, yeah, I, you know, I feel like that's what it'll be for in the long run. So, yeah, I mean, not to be too long-winded, but, yeah, yeah, I, I think, um, I mean, I'm, I'm happy for him and, and yeah, I'm excited to see how he fares though in this Pac-12, um, and just how recruiting will go, getting getting guys out there to come to Colorado. Um, you know how he'll be dipping in the transfer portal. What guys are going to be coming from some of these other top schools um, to to Colorado? So um, yeah, I, I'm excited to see how it's going to play out. Like I said, I, I was hot about that first, but you know, kind of gathering my thoughts and all that together, I feel like um, you know it's a good move overall in the long run. Yeah, even with him, you I think. A couple points you hit on. For example, Wally and Gilly, Wallow and uh, Wallow and Gilly. Yeah. yeah, they're not when he's gone, they're not going back. Like, you even have like other coaches like Eddie, Eddie George or some of those other guys yeah. that coached at other big schools. It's like, yes, they are big names, but they're not Dion. So the yeah. and stuff, you pay attention to those teams when they play Jackson State. Exactly. exactly. You know, just like even YouTube, I think a lot of us started check out what Jackson State got going. Let's check out what Shador and those. And I think it's too because Shador and them had the, the vlogs. So you, because a lot of people were not going to make their way out of Mississippi, you yep. felt like you could be almost as in tune as you possibly could what was going exactly. on in Jackson State. Exactly, so, man. Exactly. Yeah, that's not that's a perfect way to describe it. It's like, yeah, it's like you were there, but you weren't. Because like I said, it was, it was so much all access. Like, you, yeah, you really felt like you were right there in it with them. No, exactly. And so I think just thinking how like how marketing and stuff like that goes, they're probably going to be because what was that? What was that? Barstool was following them throughout the season in the past. Mm -hmm. They're probably like, hey, Dion, let's let's let us do almost like a hard knocks type of situation at yeah. because I think everybody now wants to know like what's going on at Colorado. Like we literally want to see it. And you saw even when he was doing his introductory like, press conference and was talking to the team, they had the cameras in there because we don't yeah. want to see. What happens once the season starts? I want to know who is he calling on that transfer portal. I think I put yep. up something on the Matt Sports. Let's see if it's still up there. 
the no, that's still my own. Let's see if I still, I think it went down. It was a great tweet, and I think they were saying they had 100, 200 guys, like four to five star caliber, hitting up Colorado, like, hey, hey we want to yeah. come out there to Colorado. It's going. I think, and you got like I said, Shador is going to be their quarterback there, and everybody's kind of in the. We don't really know what Shiloh. He said Shiloh made him last. We so left him at home, so we're like, is does that mean he left him at home for good, or is he leaving him at home? <laughs> For next season, we know Shiloh also has been at University of South Carolina. Seems like he really liked the bands and stuff at the HBC. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what's going to happen there. But, yeah, Dion, he's coming to Pac-12. You got to think, just like how Lincoln Riley built up USC, you got to think he's going to somewhat try to use somewhat some of a blueprint like that, get Colorado competitive. They're 1-11, I think, last season. Did you hear the t- – he – what did he say? He was kind of telling the players, he's like, we will not settle for this mediocrity that y'all have yeah. been giving these fans and stuff. I'm like, oh, man. Then he says he's bringing his own – he's got some of his own players he's bringing. And there was a live stream of Travis Hunter ta- watching the game or watching the interview. He's like, yep, yeah, coach, we got to get him. And I saw – he's like, because we ain't going to take that. I'm like, wait, we – okay, so Travis Hunter's probably going. Yeah. Also, he said this what, – what did he say? This was something he said – I figured Travis Hunter was going whenever that guy from IMG Academy, the receiver that was committed to Texas A&M. Flip, just like that, yeah. And he was like, I'm going. And then Travis Hunter did the smirking emoji. I was like, okay, Mm -hmm. so Travis Hunter's not staying in uh, in Jackson State. Yeah, definitely not, yeah. So that's going to be crazy to see. I think, too, I was talking to one of my friends about this. So the guys that Dion brings in, even the guys, he's established a certain culture at Jackson State. He already mentioned it to these current the current players of Colorado. He's like, hey, look, we don't do the earrings. We don't do the uh what is no hats. Like he has a very specific yeah. structure of the way he like it almost is almost kind of like how you would say like a like a, a all-boys school or something like that. Whatever. Yeah. yeah. Like he's kind of talking well, about oh, go ahead. From nah, not to cut you off, Matt, but I, I think I know um at least uh, like uniform and attire wise, he says he gets those methods. Um, he pulls them from the NFL. He's like, when you get to the next level, you aren't gonna be able to do this. You aren't gonna be able to do that. So it's like he already implements that in college. Cause you know, you know, even when he got to Jackson State, he wasn't hiding. Like my job is to coach football and get guys to the next level. Yeah. So he's like, I'm gonna take those rules and you know implement them here, so you can go ahead and get you know adjusted to them now. And so therefore, there's no crazy adjustment when you get to Lee. It's literally like you're being molded for this. But what I was saying was he what was the point? I just had it. He was saying about uh the guys he's gonna bring in. Like he's gonna bring yeah. some pretty good players from the portal, probably bring a couple guys from Jackson State who've already used to how he does things. And you gotta think about it, this is a Colorado team that doesn't really win a lot. Mm-mm. Can you imagine how different this is gonna be for these yeah. guys? I'm not saying Colorado's kind of just been getting along, but they're in no way used to what Dion's about to bring and Dion yeah. knows what it takes to win. So the physicality at these practices, I'm sure, is about to go through the roof. The yeah. workouts are about to be insane. I need the all that. I don't know what they're going to pay, what they're going to pay, but they need to pay whatever is worth. I need the all access because I think this is just going to be amazing to watch. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like um, I feel like, I feel like if we do get that same all access we, we see at um, See, and that Matt, that's that's kind of gonna be another thing that that's interesting about it is like how much of those um because you gotta think like a lot of those people, I, I just know me personally, like a lot of times whenever I saw somebody um from Jackson State speaking about Dion and what he's done, it's always like, oh, I remember him from his playing days and I looked up to him, blah, blah, blah. 
I don't know if you're going to have the same type people in Colorado, like, as far as, like, when he gets down there, like, and, and Jackson State, Deion Sanders, like, you know, people are idolizing him. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, when you get to Colorado, it's like, we understand your, you know, we understand who you are, but, like, yeah, we're not having all these people on the sidelines. Then, you know, we're not doing it. So, like, you wonder how much stuff, you know, it's like, are they even going to let them, you know, do this yeah. all access thing and let them, you know, um, you know, put all that out. So, it's like, you got to wonder how much they're going to let them go with that. But, um, yeah, I think we're going to see uh, I think we're going to see a different uh, twist get flipped with him if we do. Because um, I think he understands going from Jackson State to Colorado, even though you're going to a lower level power five, you're going to have those power five um, egos with those players, you know, coming in. Um, so I feel like that's going to be different combating in, um, you know, guys coming to, coming to Jackson State. Because, I mean, even though we did see him pulling some uh, – top recruits from other schools and having them come to Jackson State, I feel like a lot of guys were hesitant to transfer to Jackson State because it was Jackson State. So now that he's actually at another, you know, respected Power 5 school, um, I feel like, yeah, the floodgates are going to come through with the transfers. But it's going to be interesting to see how he battles all, you know, all the egos, especially with the NIL stuff these days. And, um, yeah, man, it's, it's yeah, it, it, it's just going to be uh, – a yeah, it's, it's definitely going to be exciting to see. Um, I think he's going to be coming with a different intensity because he – was the competition he's going to be facing is different than, you know, what he was seeing at those, HB, at those HBCUs. Um, so, yeah, I, I definitely think that, uh, yeah, I mean, but already, like you said, already the standard's been raised just, you know, just off team meetings. We see, you know, he's already raised the standard just like that. Um, I'm kind of, I don't know how I feel about the, I mean, I, you know what, let me not even say that. I got, I think we got to respect him for coming in there and keeping it real with the players. Yeah. Some coaches are coming there and, and you know, yeah, you know, you guys, yeah, you know, it's going to be a clean slate. Just, you know, earn it out there on the field, da, 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 you know, work your way at the depth chart. You know, even though the whole time they're really thinking in their head, like Coach Pines thinking, you know, yeah, y'all better hit this portal because I already got these, you know, 40, 50 guys coming in, you know, my guys who I want here. So I feel like people should respect them more for, for keeping it real with the guys at Jackson State and saying, you know, don't just jump in the portal because I'm gone because, you know, it doesn't work like that because all y'all aren't coming to Colorado with me and, you know, it's not a home for everybody, you know, at another school. So I, I, I feel like uh, people need to respect them for that more than looking at it as like, oh, that was kind of harsh. Um, I feel like it was just the kind of like the, you know, the hard truth and, and guys needed to hear that rather than him sugarcoating it and acting like, you know, everybody's going to be able to stay. Yeah, no, it was both in both ways, right? Like it's like the conference with the guys at Jackson State. He's letting them know he gets to Colorado, and them like that. I just it was so, and everybody's been retweeting and stuff. It's just such like I think he even said a couple guys the ones we we gonna run most of y'all out of here. I'm not even I'm not playing, and I guess he's thinking this too. Like this is his opportunity. For the most part, we've seen Deion Sanders be very successful. So it's like, yeah. y'all, I got the shot. Y'all not messing with it. I'm going to get y'all out of here. And I remember they used to say that a lot about the transfer portal or just guys. It's like when new coaches come in, like you see a lot of these guys enter the portal, try to transfer. You always think like, oh, this guy must want to get out of here. Like, no, sometimes the coaches are looking at you like, let me show you this depth chart. There's right. no there, There's no fit for you. And I remember specifically they were saying Jackson State, they were recruiting guys out of high school, yes, but they were getting so many guys at the portal. You already kind of know what these guys are at the collegiate level, exactly. you know, strength and conditioning. So it's like we about to flip this whole roster, and literally for where we're going, I guess he's thinking some of y'all aren't just that are here currently. Y'all won't probably be able to handle that. That's not yeah. what y'all. That's not what y'all are on. That's not the intensity y'all bring to this game. Yeah. Uh, and he's, you know, they watch the film and whatnot. So and the coaches and players. 
It's not just yeah. like, oh, oh, the players. Some of y'all going to go coach. Most of y'all probably out of here, too. Would love to figure out what's his staff he's kind of putting together here. I, uh, I, the, the only thing I've seen so far is I think he brought over Texas A&M's D coordinator, and he's going to be their D-line coach. But that's really like the only big one I've seen so far. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. And I don't think Dabble said this. He said – Whenever coaches get fired and stuff like that, he's like, at this level, if you're getting surprised by this stuff and you don't have a next guy already thought of that you feel like will take the job, then you're behind. Yeah. So, you know, he's got him a staff uh, ready to roll, I'm sure. Excited to head out him, start that new journey. He told the fans, so y'all have to be there early to the games. I think he looked at the uniforms. He said, we're getting rid of all these. <laughs> and it's going to be a different sauce. But the thing is, and I think about this too, right? So you go to a lot of these SEC games, the music is jumping, they got the future going, like, but at Colorado, it's a little different. Matt, that's what I was saying, man. I was like, we talking about Colorado right now. Like, come on, man. Like these fans are like, what is what is this playing? Like they, they, we're not come trying on, to. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I feel like no matter how hard, like, I don't know, man. It's like like no matter how hard Deion's gonna try and bring the culture there, like, I mean it's it's Colorado, like yeah. the alumni of Colorado is still the alumni. Like it's you know, it is what it is. Like, I don't know, man. I, I just I don't know, but see, I I, I got to step back off that whole off that whole uh, culture train because I said the same thing about Brian Kelly. He's making me look like a fool right now. So, <laughs> yeah, I, I might got to slow down on that, but I don't know, man. I'm, I'm with you, man. I just it, it's just you, you know, like you said, certain not when it comes to winning, but just certain things like that. You know, the band, crowd dynamic, all that. You know, that that's you know kind of stuff I'm thinking about too. And I wonder what all he negotiated in his deal, how much control. Like, I know his son likes to record on his phone and stuff. You know, they have a whole crew in these Power 5 schools that do that. I heard him say, like, he's like, now my son got some help. How much control does he have over all aspects of these things? Like, okay, with the music, y'all going to let exactly. me? Do I got to cater to the people in these stands? Exactly. Sure, sure he has a plan. Excited, I'm sure. Their gear is about to go through the roof, and they'll probably grant new stuff. Might probably meet with Nike. Uh, you know, Dion has relationships with everybody, but excited to see. I think he's gonna be coaching this last Jackson State game in the Celebration Bowl, right? Oh, I don't. I mean, in the in the uh, in you know, the meeting with the team, he was like, you know, I'm gonna finish what you know what we doing this season. Um, I don't know. It just kind of threw me off because I didn't know you could do all the introductory press conferences and team meetings with Colorado and then come back and coach Jackson State. I didn't know so. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, yeah, I don't know. I think he is, though. Yeah, and the thing is, like, with the recruiting and stuff, too, you know, it's such a pivotal time. Like, now this this changes your complete recruiting deal. Like, I'm pretty sure Deion's not recruiting the same guys Colorado was recruiting. You got to go. Yeah. Maybe you had some – yeah, because as a matter of fact, I don't know if you've noticed, you see a lot of guys decommitting from Jackson State. Yeah. Kind of the fall off. That's what it – man, that's about. the thing that's, like, that's kind of rubbing me the wrong way about it. It's like, dang, like, Jackson State really about to suffer now. Cause I mean, right now they're kind of in limbo. Like we don't know who's about to be the new coach, or like yeah. who's doing the recruiting for him right now. So that's the only that's the only thing where I'm kind of like I feel like he kind of left him high and dry when it comes to that. Like I I feel like this whole Colorado spectacle could have came a little after the season. Like it didn't have to come. I mean, like we we basically got the news like while he was on the field accepting the trophy for the swag championship. Like they were on the flight first thing after that. So I don't know. I, I just. I just feel like it could have been handled a little better. I feel like that kind of would have helped ease people's nerves and, and would have kind of took back some of the negative reaction. But, I mean, you dropping the news, like, as a team is on the field celebrating the championship, like, it's supposed to be the schools and the teams, you know, like, highest yeah. moment. And, and yeah. at, that's the moment you find out your coach is leaving. So, I don't know. That that probably has a lot to do with, with a lot of reactions, too. But 
Yeah, it's yeah, it's definitely a lot. A lot, yeah, a lot went down in that in that span of twenty four hours right there. Yeah, a lot's going on. So like I said, I think Celebration Bowl he'll probably coach in that game. And then from there on out to see which players he takes with them to uh uh which players he takes with him to Colorado. You also hear Shador's been kind of recruiting in the portal a little bit. It's like, hey, come play with me. I think this is gonna be big for Shador too. Because Bad. now yeah. oh man, well back to up, yeah, no, nonetheless, you power five school. It's like now you you're gonna go play against these other defenses and stuff like that, and they, they got yeah. some film on you. They're gonna sit there, like, okay. And so now we get to see, oh, is Shador is it like that, or is it okay? Shador is good, and we I know there will be a little bit of transition, even in like the competition you see in practice. Mm-hmm. Facts, facts, yeah, that's uh, yeah, but I mean, like I said, I I think it'll all be a help. Um, you know, just uh, yeah, I I feel like I don't know, man. I mean. I, I feel like this first this first year, man, Dion might go crazy. Cause like I said, that that transfer portal is just uh that that transfer portal is crazy right now. Just with the names I'm already been seeing, like the names of guys who've already proven themselves at other schools, um, you know, are, are already hopping in that portal. So um, yeah, you gotta wonder like how many, you know, juniors and seniors and grad transfers he's gonna be getting. It's definitely the days that, you know, that I feel like those days are kind of over where we, you know, where we talk about um, a coach coming in and getting his play, you know, his recruits, quote unquote, you know, really not until like their third or fourth year. I feel like that's kind of over with that portal. Like next season, like I said, Deion's going to be having juniors and seniors return from other schools. He's going to be having grad transfers. So it's like, you know, as long as you, as long as you just put the right pieces together, you're going to have the experience and stuff. Um, you know, he's just going to have to, you know, make sure that, that everybody, you know, meshes well as a team. No, absolutely. So it's going to be crazy to watch, see what happens there. I guess we probably should wrap this thing back up because I know this, this episode has been kind of lengthy. I hope you all have enjoyed it. I definitely I knew it was going to be a good one. Just wanted to mention the Big Ten. Gotten a little bit better as far as coaches. Wisconsin new coach Luke Fickle, who was the coach at Cincinnati. It's crazy to see how he was at Ohio State, struggled a little bit. Cincinnati, now, now they're fully confident with him at Wisconsin. You saw Matt Rules head in Nebraska. When Matt Rose coaching the Panthers before that, he was at Temple, right? Temple and Baylor. You remember ba- Baylor? Baylor was uh, he just took him to the conference championship last season. He almost had him in the playoff. There you go. So Matt Rules there. We've been talking about this portal. A lot of players in it. A lot of players moving around. Like like we said, it's almost like NFL free agency. I think yep. it was at a little bit better. Three little topics. I want to hit at times. I just want your first thought of all three of them. Lamar yeah. Jackson gets hurt. If you if you if you're Lamar's uh, uh, an advisor, what are you thinking? What what do you tell him? Who uh Damn, man. I, I feel like he got to play it out. I mean, cuz I don't know. I feel like he got to play it out. I mean, he has proved a lot, but I don't know. It's going to be tough negotiating a contract on on but like half a season. Yeah. So I think I tell him to play it out. I mean, you're obviously rest until you obviously 100%. I ain't saying rush back. But, you know, I, I, would, I would definitely wouldn't tell him to shut it down for the season. Okay. So, that's what you think of Lamar. I'm, I, don't, I don't know what I'm going to tell Lamar. I'm like – and I know this is exactly why you get hurt. It's like, this is why we wanted the long-term security. It might put a bitter taste in their mouth. Uh, luckily, yeah. we have Tyler Huntley for now who resembles Lamar. They ain't the same, but they somewhat resemble. <laughs> yeah. uh, Odell Beckham, Giants and Cowboys, which way – if you're his agent, if you're his agent, which way are you tell him to go? Cowboys. I know he I know he going to the Cowboys. I know he going to the Cowboys. That – New York, New York is going to be too much expectations going back to New York, that whole reunion thing. And then, like I said, if he goes to New York, they're going to be expecting him to be wide receiver one. And that ain't that ain't happening. Um, so, yeah, I feel like Dallas, he can go there, take a backseat to CD, 
um, and just, you know, be a good number two, number three option. And that dad, Dallas would love him to have him there. That'd and Dallas, you know, they're a, a, a definite contender this year. Yeah, American so, team gets the yeah. Odell Beckham lights on. Yeah, come on, man. That's, yeah, that's like a match made in heaven right there. And then Baker Mayfield cut by the Panthers. Is he is Baker done? About time. About time. That's what I thought of. He said there got signed. Man, 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 it hurt my heart to see what went on in Charlotte this year up there in Carolina. It hurt my heart. From Baker stinking up the joint and Rule getting fired, that stadium be having about a hundred people in there every Sunday. It, I don't know, man. I, I need the fans to shake back right. It's a travesty. A lot of people think they might go get CJ or something like that in the draft. And it's, it's a lot of times these teams go, even watch Houston. Deshaun was back this week, did not play well God. Ooh, Lord. But, <laughs> but it's like you, you watch them, and it's like the rebuild's about to start. Yeah, I, I, I ooh, that was Deshaun. I was watching the slant ball. The balls were hitting the ground. Yeah, I know yeah. it was rough. <laughs> Ooh, man, Al's tough watch. I know he said they got to get better. Team will get better. And but I think the this, this for him is just like, okay, now I'm back in the mix of things and we're getting back to used to playing football again. Thanks. Thanks. Yeah. All right, Thomas. I think that's all we got for today. Got anything else? Yeah. Yeah, man. Hold on. How much time we got? I got, I got to ask you something. I got to grill you real quick. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. How do you feel? Because I know you've been seeing the argument. I'm talking about the college football playoff now. How you feel when it comes to because you know once USC lost, all hell broke loose when it was like who's gonna get in between you know Ohio State and Bama. But people were saying you know Tennessee should have been head of Bama because they beat them or whatever. So my question is, how you feel about? I mean, I try try to take the, the Ohio State bias out your feet right now. Up, but how you feel about a one loss team? Who didn't play in a in a conference championship, getting in over a team like um like 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 USC. So with, uh, I guess I guess to, to put the question simpler, would you rather one lost team who didn't play in a conference championship, or two lost team who lost in the conference championship? In this case, uh. <sighs> If Caleb Williams is healthy, I'd rather see USC in it. So, yeah, it's a real case-by-case scenario because it was just something about watching Ohio State lose that game to Michigan. I'm like, I don't know if he deserved to be in the playoff. Like, yeah, I, think, I feel like that's how everybody is. It's like, yeah. come on, man. That was like y'all one big primetime matchup of the season, and y'all came out with the bed. It's like, come on, man. What we and it about? wasn't a close one. It was yeah. like they just beat us. And it's like – and then so you would say – I don't know if this team deserves it, and that team definitely deserves it. So then you yeah. go watch USC go and then lose. And like I said, if he's healthy, maybe it's too it's just like a different type of flavor in that game. But, yeah, no, I was definitely like – but then when I was Caleb Williams, like, no, nah, I don't want to watch a halfway decent Caleb Williams trying to get treatment, ready to go for this game. Now, if he's fully healthy, I'd almost yeah. say I'd rather go watch them play. And about even that kind of gives me a little bit of gray just because they lost the same team twice. Right. So like even so in a normal case, if you lose two separate games and you know, commentary, whatever, but you lose the same team twice and your quarterback's hurt, it's kind of like, yeah, I don't know. But yeah, no, my Buckeyes, I, I just I think after we lost the Michigan game, I took it out of my mind, we're not going to the playoff. And so now so, that we're back, it's like that's great, but I just I'm like, ah. So so what would you rather so you feel like Bama should have got in over y'all? I think if USC, if USC uh if Caleb Williams is not hurt and they don't lose to the same team twice, I'd rather see USC play. Mm. So if, if they would have lost to like two separate, so maybe they lose to 
Yeah, it's even hard. You lose two conference conference games. I'm thinking like maybe they lose like a, a off uh out of conference tough game and they lose the back to a championship. It's like I ah, send them. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead, go ahead, send them in there because they after and like I said, it's a case by case scenario. It was how we got beat by Michigan. It was right, like yeah. and it was I think too because I even this Heisman moment thing always drives me. All right, CJ, it's time rivalry game. Let's go win it. This will be the opening to the video for the Heisman Trophy ceremony. Yep. And then we do it like that. And then you also, and he brought it to him, I think I said in the last episode, he brought it to everybody's attention. Dog, yeah. Matt, look, when he did, when he said that in an interview, I was like, bro, he made that 10 times worse because I was like, bro, I didn't even think about it like that. Like, when you put it in perspective like that, like, no man, big- you really can't know how I'm You ain't do nothing while he was even. No when big he said ten. that, I'm like, oh, like, like, what have you been doing these past couple seasons? No Big Ten championship. <laughs> Didn't be Michigan. Didn't be Michigan. Like right there, Ohio State is like, wait a minute, CJ. It's because I think beforehand you're thinking, oh man, it's one of the greatest quarterbacks in school history. Then you hear it, you know what? You're like, what is like? What do you really been doing this whole time? Like, where is hype coming from? It's almost like you've built our argument now to be like, you know what? Actually, Dwayne Haskins. I think I'm gonna take Dwayne Haskins. He beats Michigan. Exactly. Uh, every time Justin Fields and stuff, and in this, especially in this Ohio State Michigan rivalry, I would say that game means so much. Like, yo, I don't know. You have some great stats. You never beat Michigan. I'll take the guy who could was basically just handing the ball off every single time, but beat Michigan three times. You know what I'm saying? Yep, yep. Oh, yeah, I talked to the playoff, all that. Yeah, it was, I, yeah. I, this I, not this playoff being saved him because yeah, if he would have level Ohio State. Not be Michigan, no playoff appearances, no Big Ten. Like, come on now. Like I said, that's like what, like what you were doing. It's like yo, know, they'll look back at him in history. But oh yeah, he was great. Excited for these things, and because these things are so big, exactly. Because like, yeah, you think, because last year, kind of, you just kind of brought to my attention. Last year, Rose Bowl, dope, but it was not for the playoff. Yeah, and it's because what they say, big time players make big time plays, big time games. Clearly, CJ Stroud is a big time player, but it's like, but in both of these instances, yep. these are the games that we needed the quarterback to win to take us to where we wanted to go, and we weren't able to get. And that, unfortunately, with a quarterback, we know it's a team sport, but unfortunately, the quarterback how it works is like you're measuring off those wins. And and I mean, it ain't like he just got bums around him. I mean, like you got they're the best receiver core in the country. So it's like, I mean, come on now, you done had the talent. Yeah, and so. speaking of which, speaking speaking of which, Jackson Smith. Who would have thought we would oh, see Jackson Smith and Jigbo get hurt against Notre Dame? And oh my goodness! Frequent like one game, the rest of the game, the rest of the season, and then he would be done as a Buckeye. Yeah. Now that's yeah. Now that was tough, man. That was definitely one of my favorite receivers coming into this year. To not see him play at all this year, like you said, just just very limited. Yeah, I don't. It's gonna be interesting to see how this how this draft process goes. It's gonna be interesting. But like I said, I, I feel like I feel like guys like Jamar Chase with you know with that whole year off thing, they kind of then um, made it easier for guys when it comes to that conversation. Like we know a guy can sit out for a year and still come back, you know, rookie in the NFL and make his mark. So. I don't know. Yeah, it, it, yeah, it's still gonna be interesting though. That yeah, that that hurt me though. Jackie Smith and Jay, bro. I, I forgot about that. Yeah, it's like hopefully he'll get go get healthy. Now he can concentrate completely. So he probably go ahead and check out the school. Like just go right. ahead and go yeah. with that all together. Go ahead and rehab continuously. Maybe get some different doctors' opinions and stuff like that, and just focus up. Because you know you do have the Garrett Wilsons and guys like that. Be like, yo, we good, but we Jackson Jackson Smith and Jigba is different. So them vouching yeah. for him. The success we've seen in Ohio State from the wide receiver position, yeah, I have to believe that he'll uh, be successful moving forward. But hey, in the meantime, 
Marvin Harrison Jr. It's time. And the thing is, I was about, about to ask who, who next up on um, at quarterback. Who about to be running the show next year? Is he gonna be Kyle McCord or this Brown, Devin Brown guy? I I think I heard you mention McCord before. Yeah, yeah. Kyle, Kyle McCord was Marvin Harrison Jr.'s quarterback in high school. Oh, okay. So they both and then so they continued on. Um I like Brown more coming out of high school, and I like Kyle McCord. You never know who we got in. Obviously, we got the number one quarterback in the country, twenty twenty four. Yeah, Dylan. Not from what I've from what I've seen. Not, there's a lot of work. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You ain't too impressed. There's a lot of work. I don't see another guy from those two guys. From what I've seen so far, I don't see another C.J. Stroud, Justin Fields type guy. And you know, yeah, I just don't see that. But I think these guys. For the weapons that they get, contribute distribute the ball. Yeah, yeah. I think honestly though, I just I want to see another Ohio State quarterback like that don't mind running the ball. Yeah, thanks. This I get that CJ is a pass first quarterback, but and he started doing it again a little bit more recently. But it's like yo, like I want the guy like that, that Bryce Young. That's gonna yeah. Go Bryce, the yeah, bro. He is like man, man. I was <laughs> hey, look there. I want to. Man, look, I, I feel like Bryce Young perfect, man. That's a perfect quarterback right there. Hey, I'm good. I am so content with Bryce Young. Go get you the first down. See, like, he get – you feel like when you go out there, it's like watching Brady in his prime. Hey, yeah, we got yep. the game winning drive. We got the guy. We're scoring. It's just how long it's going to take. Fact. Fact. So, crazy to see. Who does Bama play in the uh, – um, who do they have in the bowl game? Bama? Oh, um – I'm saying, I'm about to say, man, they playing Ohio State. I'm thinking they ain't playing. No. <laughs> um, who Bama played? They play, uh, uh, oh, Kansas State. That's crazy. Oh, it's yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a hard matchup right there. I think they were saying it's going to be interesting to see if Bama shows up inspiring. They're about to kick us out of here, Thomas. But, Lane, I just do, I do want to mention to everybody, you see a lot of Bama, like, and just in general, it's weird to see offensive linemen in the portal. Right, right. Like, yeah. okay, yeah, the, receivers, the running backs in the portal, but wait, the right guard is in the portal? Like, what? <laughs> and the crazy thing, you know how long it takes to get that chemistry between offensive and offensive linemen? Yeah, come on. Uh, crazy to see. We're going to try, try to keep y'all updated uh, with what's going on in the portal, at least the major moves um, on that Sports House Instagram account. Y'all make sure y'all go check that out. Thomas, they're going to kick us out here for real. Zoom trying to get us to pay, but we will not pay. So, <laughs> but hey, thanks y'all for listening. Thomas, appreciate you having you on. We'll probably be back soon. Talk a little more about the playoff and the Heisman ceremony. Hey, appreciate it, my boy. All right, man. Catch up with y'all. Peace. Trying to force myself not to care until I genuinely